I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. Welcome to Sumo Kaboom! Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. We're talking about days four through ten today. That's right. January Basha, which I am absolutely loving. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of fire in this tournament. A lot of blood as well. Lots of blood. Yeah, lots of blood. Way more hankas. (laughs) There's a yeah. lot more hankas than usual. A lot of hankas, a lot of blood. They were very energetic until the beginning of day 10, and about half of day 10 they looked have, like they were kind of sleepwalking through plum it. They tuckered. But then the big boys came out, and it was like, oh, there's that fire I love. Yep. Yeah, so here we go. Let's break it all down. I hope you all are uh, have got your bingo cards out and ready and marking them because you gonna never start, know. They're going to start falling in line they fast, are. y'all. Yeah. Oh, this is news that I care to share with you. Okay. The Oshiogawa stable has a new mascot and public relations representative. Oh, please tell me it's an animal. It's a male pug named Butch. Oh, now I know why you're really into this. <laughs> because I'm a pug person. She is very much a pug person, He's y'all. 10 months old and can be spotted doing tricks like shake, sit, basically all the same tricks that my sweet Hugo used to do. And uh, he keeps the wrestler's company and he's present usually at dinner time and feeding mm-hmm, times mm-hmm. but this is yago stable so in case you're like what stable is this this is yago so take a look it's an adorable pug puppy and that is basically all the news that you really need to know this week frankly i'm amazed that every every single heya out there does not have a pug as a mascot because if there's ever been a more perfect animal right. as a mascot for sumo it's it's a pug, a pug. Yeah. i know i know uh, very similar necklines yes they are very similar. I yeah. think this article mentioned that, is that they were like, they he, he does kind of look like us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but... And they probably have like the same level of snoring, too. Well, right. The thing is about pugs is you can't get them a sleep apnea machine. And sumo wrestlers, you can. Yeah. But um, anyway, shall we jump into day four? Sure. First match... I want to mention is just kind of like a uh, someone we're going to watch because I feel like by t- by day 10 he's just slowly but surely falling more and more apart and that's Takara Fuji. And I noticed him versus Mitoru on day 4. It seemed like Takara Fuji has hurt his finger. Now we know that his fingers are always taped. But you remember how Konishiki was like my fingers were always broken. I broke my fingers like a million times, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just makes me think is Takara Fuji going out there every single day with like a handful of broken fingers? Maybe. Was this that day it just was really odd and he just stopped wrestling in the middle of the match? I can't just... remember. I Maybe, but I, there could have been other days that are like that because every day I feel like he's definitely struggling with something. But he keeps on going. But his numbers are much better than I know. they were last time. I mean, this was, he had a three and one record. Even though he lost on day four, he's, you know... He's, he's turning in the winds, even with those broken fingers. Mm. Another one is uh, Tochi Notion versus Koto Shoho. Now, good job, Koto Shoho. He gets a great left outside, right inside grasp on Tochi Notion's belt. Lifts up and over. He turns Tochi Notion around and forces him out. It was great textbook sumo work, but... Afterwards, this is the match that Tochi Notion held his left shoulder afterwards, Mm -hmm. and it looked like it was dislocated. It looked painful. And for that big old strong man to be like uh, looking a little pained, and his shoulder was freaking out of whack. He clearly got injured in that one, and he dislocated his 
his shoulder. Yeah, when I watched that match, I couldn't tell. I mean, he's got such massive shoulders. Honestly, I couldn't tell just from looking that at them that anything was off. I well, mean, it looked I could like tell he was sloping down on one side. I it could looked, tell that it, he was like holding his arm in place because you know he didn't want it to hang down. So you could tell something was terribly off. But that I mean, he's so jacked in those shoulders. It looked like one though to me was it was out of socket. It looked a little lower down than the other shoulder. Hmm. So goodbye, Tochin Ocean, for this tournament. And this is tough because he's at Maegashira 11, and this loss and injury will put him in Jurio. So a lot of people are, you know, speculating, is this is this towards the end? Is this, you know, we've been watching well, his slow fall from Ozeki for a long time now. But you never know. I mean, Teretsuyoshi was at Maegashira 15 and had a terrible tournament and everybody was like, bye. And then he was back in the top division the next time. True. So you never know how the Bonzuke is going to, is going to sort of like shuffle out. It's true. But I also, on the next day, they said, oh, Tochin Ocean's, you know, out with his dislocated shoulder. And he just needs two weeks recovery time. Yeah. Which I think... Is hysterical. But because they dislocate it, things all the time, well, I think. I think they're just used to that. And they're like, yep, yeah, just give me a this little bit of time off and I should be able to shake this off. I think someone in the JSA has this whole like wishful thinking recovery timeline, you know, <laughs> because I'm sitting here right now behind the mic with a heating pad on my shoulder because oh. I did something to my shoulder. Oh. And I'm like a month, almost six weeks out from doing something to my shoulder. Oh. And Y'all, it is uncomfortable, and shoulders take a long time to heal. Now, I know I'm probably twice Tochin Ocean's age. I don't I can't remember how old he is. You and just I, need to wait two weeks. You're fine. I, yeah, just two weeks and jump back in. Like, I cannot I cannot physically imagine somebody being like, in two weeks, I want you to run into that pole with that shoulder, and you'll be perfectly fine. So these guys are just amazing to me. It's a sumo timeline of healing. Yep. Well, Hokuto Fuji versus Midori Fuji gave me all the thrills mm. because Hokuto Fuji said, no way, mister, on your kata sukashi grab. Uh-uh. This does not work on me, you twerp. Do you think he said twerp? I think so. I wonder so. what the Japanese is for twerp. I don't know. Whoever's listening who's Japanese, let us know what the Japanese translation is of twerp. That would be great to know. He let Midori Fuji get inside easily, but Hokuto Fuji lifted up and turned that position into his advantage locked down a Midori Fuji's arms with a kimidashi. He locked him up and then lifted him up and then walked Midori Fuji back and out with that beautiful kimidashi. It was lovely. It was lovely. It was lovely. I will say that Midori Fuji is like a little angry gnat. You cannot seem to swat him off. But this kimidashi, they figured out all the other wrestlers by watching him. By day 10, everyone's figured out that's the only way to take care of this kid is the kimidashi from really hell. En- yeah, I'm really enjoying watching uh, him. Midori Fuji is doing super, super, super well. Yeah. Speaking, this is total random, but speaking of translation earlier, yeah. did you see this translation of Hakaho's Instagram? No. I have to read this to you. Hold on, let me find he this. He sometimes puts it in English. It's not just a normal translation. Sometimes no. he puts English. Well, this... <laughs> Did you also see that video of Asa Shoryu um, training Hoshoryu in his in his in his house? Oh no, but I would love to see that one. <laughs> it's like them in the it. living room with like a Shoryu, really Asa Shoryu teaching him some sumo moves. God, that's awesome. No, this and one Hoshoryu's in his red sumo jammies. 
That's even better. It's like a Christmas workout. It is. It's like okay. night night time. No, this one. So it looks like it's an announcement of you know like a really beautiful, uh, like a fabric that you're going to get at oh, the retirement yeah, yeah, ceremony. Yeah, yeah. It's his hakaho yeah. uh, yukata material that yes. you can buy. But it's called the legendary pack, not the legendary pack. The legendary pack. Uh, is that a translation or what he wrote? <laughs> that, that he wrote legendary pack. But then if I you love that actually, I know, but it gets better. If you look at the translation of the description, it goes really well until one word. It's he's describing the black dragonfly. Yeah, well, it's a phoenix, right? It, well, this is a dragonfly. Okay, he has another one that's a phoenix. Yeah, and it says in the sumo world, the dragonfly is considered a good erection from only going forward. <laughs> and it was at that point I thought that he really needs a, somebody he who can get their translation. Maybe we should volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that because there was a story about this black... I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing about it. <laughs> no. Him and his erections. There was a story about the last day that he fought, that in the stable, it's a good luck, it was a good omen that a black dragonfly, because that was one of his, I don't know, mascots, I don't know, um, It's considered a good... Others have pugs. Yeah. He has dragonflies. He has dragonflies. Black dragonfly. <laughs> and it was considered a good omen, and it flew into the stable oh, that day, yeah. and then that was the last day that he beat um, Tenen uh, Fuji, and that was the end of his career. Well... That's any... that's a story I'd heard, not about the erections, but you know what? Good for him if he's got an erection. Good for him. Shall we move on? Yep. Uh, Komusubi Meisei versus Komusubi Wakamotoharu. Now, on day four, I love these two. Both of these guys do an incredible dance of just trying to get the grip on the other and then hip wiggling out of whatever grip that the other one got. After an exciting start, it appears that it appears that Meisei has the advantage and rushes Wakamotoharu back to the edge, but somehow cannot nod, cannot nudge Wakamotoharu over the edge because Wakamotoharu has this ridiculous, fierce toe grip on the bales. Wakamotoharu pivots. They stall out with Wakamotoharu having the left inside, right outside, and Meisei getting the right inside and left outside grip. It's Meisei that takes the initiative now and lifts up and rushes Wakamotoharu backwards and forces him out. But not before. Wakamotoharu turns the tables and literally shifts back and over and flies through the air. He actually forces Meisei to be thrown with him with what looked like a beautiful uchari, a backwards pivot throw. And Meisei goes flying out to the dirt with more gravity. But they fell at the exact same time. And Amanoe was called. So we got a two for one. A Tori Neoshi. This time, Meisei is fast away at the Tachiai, but Wakamotoharu sort of shifts a bit after the initial charge. And then that turns Meisei off to the side, and Wakamotoharu charges him back and out. I love it when they get him to the side, because when they get him to the side by yanking it on an arm or shifting around, mm-hmm. You see, oh, that's how this guy's going to be done in. He has no power when he's to the side right. or behind. He's just right. toast. They just walk themselves out of the ring. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what happened. That was a really great description of that fight. I loved it because there was an Uchari involved, and I love me and Uchari. But it was also just a really sexy fight. Yeah, they were well-matched. So and, and ugh, a lot of fire. Haru, just, yeah, talk about fire. He really, he really lights my fire. Well, speaking of more fire... Wakataka Kage versus Daesho. Now, this one was funny because there was no fire. <laughs> but normally, there is. Daesho called, 
and Wakataka Kage was not home. He just was not ready for that he onslaught. Wasn't, yeah, it was Daesho all the way from start to finish. Wakataka Kage didn't stand a chance after Daesho's tachiai and rush forward. It looked like a training thing. It was just like, I am I watching sumo today? <laughs> I just, I think it, it either just took Wakataka Kage by surprise, or that is the strength of Daesho's Tachiai when he is 100% focused on the exact right spot he's got to be on his opponent. They don't stand a chance. And well, he's like, I got nothing. I got I, nothing. I would do the exact same thing if someone came flying at me with that much energy and just bleh, There's no word for that. <laughs> Just right at your chest and face. Yeah. And all you can do is move backwards. That's right. You're like, and I've lost. (laughs) This day also ended up with a Takakesho win and a Shodai loss. So there you go. (laughs) You know what else I loved on this day? What? And this is completely random, but um, Takayasu versus Tobizaru that day. Mm -hmm. And Tobizaru didn't go in for the usual tachiai. Right. And you could see it. It was so cool in the slow-mo. Takayasu was going in for that big blast, and he stopped and shifted his approach, like, midway in. Mm -hmm. And they showed it in the slow motion. And it was just graceful and so beautifully done. Yeah. And I know Takayasu goes out later, so he's, you know, not going to be part of this Emperor's Cup race. But it was just one of those moments where I marveled at how fast these guys have to change their approach, depending on what comes at them. Crazy fast. Yeah. Day five. I'm going to talk a lot about Midori Fuji because I ha- I just love that guy. I really love his sumo. I love watching him. He's small. He's doing such a great job. He fought Miyogiru. On day five, and I completely missed what happened here when I first saw this fight. They were essentially locked up. Midori Fuji's arm looked like it was locked in Miyogiru's, and then suddenly Miyogiru was on one knee right in yeah. front of him. And I, when I watched it, I, it was one of those moments where I, I thought, "What? What did I miss? What just happened? Did somebody just have a cramp? What happened?" Yeah. I couldn't see it at all until I watched the slow mo. And what happened was. Something called an Uchi Musho. Uchi Musho, which is really fun to say. Yeah. Uchi Uchi Musho. Which is, it's translated to inner thigh propping twist down. Right. (laughs) You know, inner thigh propping twist down. Yeah. And what it is. Uchi Musho is a lot easier to say. It is a hell of a lot easier to say. But what it looks like is if you're facing someone and you kind of got one arm wrapped around, you know, your opponent's back and you're facing them and you both have your knees bent and you're looking at each other. It's like you tap your opponent's inner knee with one hand and then you run down towards that knee with all your power and might and just run them into the ground. Sounds it's dangerous. It's wild looking. I've well, never... it happened so fast. Yeah. And I'd just never seen anything that looked quite like that before. It was just like ramming someone face first Didn't into the ground. Didn't they say they hadn't seen it for eight years or yeah, something? Yeah, for a long, long time. That's the thing. All these guys have these tricks in their back pocket. I like it when they pull out a rando one. Though. Yeah. They're like, what? 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 That's a sumo move? Yeah. Never seen it. Uchi Musho. I'm going to see if I can remember that. Uchi, Uchi Musho. Musho. I was very surprised by the huge hanka that came <laughs> In the Tobizaru versus Kiribayama fight because, well, and you got to say Kiribayama was looking down at the Tachiai, but it ended up 
Toby Zaru just jumped out of the way and Kiribayama crawled across the doyo and out into the audience. He I was, didn't love it. No, I don't think anybody loved uh, Kiribayama it. Kiribayama didn't love it. No. He was like, <laughs> oh, I'll remember this, bitch. I remember this. It was. I was just kind of like, oh, come, come on. I, like sometimes I do love a hanka, but it's few and far between. And this was one that I didn't like. I really didn't. Yeah. I was like, I wanted them to meet. Yeah, take this guy on. Come on, he's going to be a good challenge for you. And instead, you jump out of the way. So disappointed, but that's all right. Daisho versus Hoshoryu was a big surprise for me. Hoshoryu is one of those few men that I love. I love it when he wins. I also love it when he loses. This is the match where the little old lady got was just so happy to be crushed. This this whole day there was one lady who continued to get pounded by flying off the doyo wrestlers. I didn't notice that. Oh, I did. And she was just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. She was sitting right behind a shimpan and she just got friggin' Toast. Oh, well, that would be me. That would be me, too. This is one of those... But she was happy about it. (laughs) She was thrilled. She was thrilled about it. We said earlier, Daesho, on a roll, these two met. Hoshoryu absorbed the pushes and was lifting up on Daesho's armpits, but just not quite enough, and ended up flying onto that poor woman's lap. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I also really enjoyed the Abi Wakataka Kage fight. It looked like a double handed slap at Wakataka Kage's face, and Wakataka Kage was strangely off balance from the beginning it's to like the end. He came in too low, maybe? I don't know. I don't but know. at the end of day five, you know, I thought we're getting to see an awful lot of slow mo treatments of Shodai getting pushed around and mm-hmm. Wakataka Kage getting pummeled. And I'm not sure I want to see those two be pummeled anymore. Shodai got pummeled by Mace on day five, just completely off balance. And it's just hard to watch. Yeah. Kotonawaka um, versus Takeyasu was interesting because this was a great match of youth versus this veteran and uh, who's a former Ozeki and incredible. It was a great match. They had a stall out in the middle, but really what I wanted to say is in the end is the young kid fought really hard for this one. Even though Kotonowaka's record isn't quite where you want it to be, he's fighting way up in the ranks. And for one of the youngest kids up there, he's showing a lot of promise to me. And this was a big match, a big win for him, Mm. in my opinion. Day six. If you hadn't noticed, all the other days, especially the day before... Okinaomi was showing up for work, but he was just clocking in. And this is the day that our sweet man from the sea, our man from... I thought that was day seven. Day six, he's Fusen. Oh, but they didn't announce the retirement until day seven? Yeah. Okay. So he didn't show up to work. And you could see, you know, for a long time with Okinaomi, there's just some lacking you know if he won it was just kind of by sheer luck he would show up but like you're cruel i'm not being cruel i'm not being cruel (laughs) i love he's like my favorite but there was a different way he was fighting a couple years ago to now and he says that in his retirement thing he's happy as hell to be retired it was announced the next day and he was just like my fighting spirit is gone and and i have no regrets and i have loved every minute of it. He 
he, he, essentially it's been a long time coming, this decision. And so you could see it in his, especially in this tournament, you could see his um, kind of lack of spirit when he got up on the doyo. He's going to be Kimikahana, Kimikahama, yeah, Kimikahama Oyakata. He'll be a great Oyakata. Yeah. He was all smiles and joking with his Oyakata. So it's the right time. He has no regrets. And that's a good way to go out on top. He's like had an incredible career in Makauchi. And um, I think I heard somewhere that he's had 12 solid years in the top division without ever going back to Jurio. That's impressive. So that to me is amazing. And that it's, he's not phoning it in, in yeah. my opinion. He's been there. He's given it his best well, from he the was very zero, beginning. He was zero and six, I mean, with this loss on day six by not showing up. So he had no wins. And I think that that was enough for him to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. It's all good. I'm out. Whatever his reasons are, we wish him the best. And we think he's going to be an amazing, he's just going to be amazing at whatever he does. Yes. Okay, Takanosho versus Chiyoshoma. Uh, just a reminder, do not touch the hair. It was obviously a mistake, but Takanosho's nice sumo lost out in the end because he accidentally touched Chiyoshoma's hair. Lost by hair pull. And so what a bummer to lose by touching somebody's hair. But that's the rules of sumo that I love that are strange, but that I really do enjoy. Ryudin, also somebody who's looking fire this tournament. Him versus Nishikigi. I like these. These are both Maegashira fives, east and west. They both lock up post-tachiai with a grip. Ryudin has a nice, strong right grip, left left inside and Nishikigi has a left inside but Nishikigi's belt is pretty much pulled like up and over his belly at this point and mm -hmm. so they stall out and the Gyoji's like hey whoa 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 we're about to show some nuts and berries to this large audience let's <laughs> see if we can retie this but the belt was so far up over Nishikigi's belly that the Gyoji ties it and he he can't really tie it well, and it doesn't improve Rudin's, like, grip or anything. It's just a hot mess. His cigari is almost falling to the ground. It's just, I don't know. Okay, so after they did the retying, the momentum kind of of the match was stopped, and because of Nishikiki's falling apart, Mawashi, it's just that Rudin ended up having kind of a better grip, even though it was really high up and awkward and weird, and he was able to force Nishikiki back upwards and out. It was a long match where nothing looks like anything is actually happening, but it was a brutal and crazy tug of war, all the while with a wardrobe malfunction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it tuckered both men out completely. It was Ryudin for a win with a Yori Kitty. Sadanaumi was quicker off the Tachiai with Ura, but Ura got in and under and it worked Sadanaumi back upwards and out. My favorite, though, was actually the hand grab at the very end that Ura quickly put his hand out to Sadanaumi and he kept him from going off the doyo. It was very sweet. It was like a dance move. And he did. He kind of leaned back like a little Fred Astaire or Gene Kelly kind of leaned back and then yeah. was right back up on the doyo. You know, that entire fight looked like a dance. It was kind of like push up, trip, push it just looked effortless. It did. Yeah. Kiribayama versus Daesho. Now, this was pure dominance from Daesho over Kiribayama in this match. Daesho came with 
all pistons firing on Kiribayama, and Kiribayama couldn't catch his breath. Kiribayama was pushed and thrusted back and out easy as pie, and Kiribayama just kind of accidentally stepped out. Maybe he lost his ring sense, but it was all Daisho from start to finish. Now, Waka Takakage versus Tamawashi was crazy because it was sort of like a henka on Tamawashi. It was either like a hit and shift or a henka on Tamawashi. And I felt like maybe all this intensity that's happening with Waka Takakage and his career and is he going to go for Ozeki? It's interesting that he chose this kind of henka move on a much stronger man. And maybe he just knew Tamawashi has a lot of momentum this tournament and wasn't going to flat lose out. Fans did not like this. You know, at this point, he went three and three with this win, but I do understand he was sitting at, he would have been sitting at two and four if he met Tamawashi, (laughs) straightforward and lost. And I think two and four looks so much worse than three and three. So that's my, that's my personal take on why he decided to get the easy win on Tamawashi. My thinking was he got pummeled by Abby the day before, who went straight for his head and neck. And he he had spent like two days getting pummeled. And, <laughs> and I think he just went, oh, hell, I need a day off. Yeah, maybe. I need an, I need an easy day. Maybe. So I'm going to use some technique. I'm going to get this guy off balance. Easy day. I'm yeah. going to go get some chicken nuggets after this. Regroup. Come back on day seven. Yes. Well, Shodai versus Toby Zaru. Um, up too high, Shodai actually eked out a win here. Um, nice bit of defense and working Toby Zaru back and out and finishing him off, but it wasn't either of their best sumo. The only thing to note here is that actually Shodai moved forward post Tachiai, and that's how he ended up defeating Toby Zaru. If he would just do that all the time, he has some amazing tricks up his sleeve. If he would just move forward post Tachiai. What I noticed about this fight on day six is Shodai, that was his, well, remind me, was that his first win? No. No, second. Second win. Okay. He seemed really, really winded at the end of this bout. And it made me wonder if he's struggling with something else. Mm, it made me know. wonder if, uh, you know, like internally there's something going on, whether it's diabetes well, or exactly. who knows. But he yeah. seemed way more winded than he should have been for that win. Right. So now I'm watching him, you know, through curious eyes, like, what is going on? Is it just your head is in the wrong place or is there something else going on health-wise? I don't know. But speaking of health-wise, Takiyasu pulled out on this day. Wakamoto Haru gets the free win because he's got, uh, Takiyasu's got a contusion on the right tibia or something. Yeah. Something, a new injury. Shin bone and neck and oh, foot poor and... Guy. But that's okay. With the optimistic timeline, he just needs two days off and he'll be back. Like you just had open heart surgery? Just take a week. It's two weeks. And come back. Two weeks. You'll be absolutely fine. I was actually really happy to see him go because once he left, then I could completely relax into this new Basho Mm -hmm. and go, okay, all the injured men are out now. Right. I can relax. It's only healthy ones. Yes. Until they get injured. It's way more fun to watch when they're healthy. (laughs) Well, a super fun match to watch was... Midori Fuji, the man we've been talking yeah. about, and Hoshoryu. Best fight of the day. Wow. The effort from the little man. 
blew my mind. Hoshoryu post Tachiai gets the Kimidashi upper arm outside grip on Midori Fuji. And Midori Fuji actually gets deep inside and close, sticks like glue on Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu sort of doesn't know what to do with him, but he's got this major Kimidashi grip, lifts up and tries to do the typical Midori Fuji walking back to the edge. But Midori Fuji is wiggly as hell. He, uh, Midori Fuji at the same time is working to get his arms out of the Kimidashi vice grip that Hoshoryu has on him. And I don't know who coaches Midori Fuji. I can't remember at this moment, but he is so amazing. Hoshoryu loses the Kimidashi, but he's got one arm though still of Midori Fuji and tries to move the squirming toddler out of the doyo. Hoshoryu drives him to the edge, but Midori Fuji resists. After the point of any normal person being able to resist, he still resists. It's like magic how he stayed in. He stayed in with one leg in the air, if you remember, and the crowd goes wild. That energizes even more everyone. Hoshoryu, the crowd, Midori Fuji. Midori Fuji then goes for a belt grab now. Midori Fuji wiggles and denies that. Both men regroup in the center, and Hoshoryu sets up for a throw. It's like his... What he, what he knows to do at the end, this ought to work. They both go tumbling through the air at ring's edge, but Hoshoryu hits the dirt first because Midori somehow threw somewhat of a backwards pivot throw at the ring's edge on Hoshoryu. And this match is what Sumo's all about. Mm -hmm. The price of admission was this bout. Hoshoryu's elbow hit the dirt first. It was but a just Tsukio by a Toshi. hair. That yeah. was what made it so good. It was just by a yeah. hair win. Yeah. And that's got to crush you. When you both show up to work, you both do incredible things. One guy's got to win. One that's, guy's got to lose. Yeah, that's a tough part of sumo. You both try your hardest. You both do great sumo, but yep. there still has to be a winner and a loser. Yep. Well, Takakesho beat out Abi for the last bout of the day. Abi was quick away, but Takakesho stays a little closer to blunt the full force of Abi's long arms and his supari attack. Takakesho does one large swat on Abi, which pushes him to the edge, or pushes him to the side, and then Takakesho pivots a bit, aims his steam engine full steam ahead at Abi, pushes him back and out. Takakesho, he's so good he at is. leaning just a little bit to the side when anybody comes at him with that pushing game. I like when he does that frog hop to the side. It's so fast yeah, for such a big man. Yeah, but then he swats from the side, and it must be such a strong swat yeah. that comes in from the side that completely gets his opponents off balance. And, and then he the can, side. Yeah, he can squirrel in there, you know, and get that side position and then push them out. He's just so good. And the other thing that was so good on day six were the judging calls. For all the grief that we give the Tata Gyoji, the Papa yeah. Smurf Gyoji. Papa, Papa Gyoji. Yep. He made great calls on yeah. day six. I don't know how their eyes see it. But. I don't either. I mean, they're standing behind a very large man. They, you know, they have the worst view in the entire ring and they still get the call right most of the time. Right. But they did such a good job. Day seven. This uh, really began really began my my cheering for the underdogs on day seven. Azumaru. I am I am starting to cheer for Azumaru now. It's strange. And I but know it is strange. I also am as well. He's I'm he's only, chunked up, if you've noticed. Well, it has absolutely nothing to do with Asuma, which honestly I don't think is that strong most of the time but it has to do with the fact that i wanted to get one kachikoshi in the upper division and he has been trying and trying and trying and he hasn't gotten one yet he always goes back down to jurio so he's 
getting closer now. So by day seven, I thought, okay, okay, he didn't get it last time. He didn't get it last Basho, but I think he could do this. He's going for his first Kachikoshi. But he has to do better than he did in day seven. Yeah. Takanosha won that bout pretty handily. But I am cheering for him now. The other person I'm cheering for, who had a great basho last time, not this time, is Oho. But Oho did oh, get his first oh, oh, win. Oho is now, oh no. Oh no. Oh no, Oho. <laughs> he did get his first win of the tournament. He did. So he went to 1-6, and he did it with huge pushes on day seven. And so now I'm thoroughly in both of these boys' court wanting them both to do as as best as they could do, okay? So day seven is when I also really started to pay more and more attention to Onosho. He did a great job wrapping up Hirodo Umi, who honestly appears to be like way faster and even a little stronger. But Onosho got much better position right at the, at the Tachiya, right at the beginning, and with a Yorikiri just completely blew Hirodo Umi out of the way. So, I mean, remember, it wasn't so long ago when Onosho got 1, four, one to 14. That was yeah. his record, right? Yeah, it was He's his had terrible, oh, terrible no Basho. Yeah. And now Gangster Onosho's back with yeah. his proud prance afterwards and his proud look after yeah. each bout. It's nice. He's back. It's nice to sort of get mid-tournament and go, okay, this guy seems to be on a roll. You know, the pusher thrusters had a nice holiday season. Daesho seems to be on I mean, board. he's sitting at 6-1. Oh, no show? Yeah. It, and yeah, that for me, once I got to day seven, I was like, okay, all right, I need to start watching these boys a little better. Speaking of Daesho, he got his swift windmill of arms going and pushed Sadano Umi out like an angry squirrel. And it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. I actually used the squirrel metaphor, not a metaphor. Uh, what's the word I'm using for? Anal- not analogy? No. Sure. Um, for Toby Zaru versus Meisei, oh. that was like squirrels fighting to me. So oh, lightning really? fast, full of surprises, crazy fast shifts. It was a down by thought, Slippy Otoshi. But... Yeah, I just thought Toby Zaru lost by too much dancing. Um, you know, he got a little too... Too fast. Too dirty dancing for me on the on the doyo. He just lost track of his own feet. That was my you thought. You know who never lost track of their feet is Patrick Swayze. In Dirty Dancing. You know what I can't stop watching is the the brilliant person who put that Dirty Dancing dance to the Muppet Show music. It makes oh, it I haven't makes seen that every time. I haven't it is seen that. So so funny. I have to see that. Okay, but there are two fights I really have to talk about on this day: Abi versus Hoshoryu. This was a really interesting fight to me because Abi's pushes had absolutely no punch at all against Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu completely absorbed them, and he pulled on one of Abi's arms to get him off balance. He flipped Abi around, grabbed Abi's belt, and walked Abi completely out. That was Abi's second loss, and I loved it. Yeah, down but never out Hoshoryu. Yeah, it was super fun. The last fight of the day was my favorite fight of the day. Uh, it was Midori Fuji, who, again, is just, he seems to be always a part of the fights I love the most in this Basho. Him versus Takakesho. And good lord, good lord, Takakesho ended up looking almost dangerous. No, I would definitely say dangerous in this fight. We got huge cannonballs from Takakesho, but Midori Fuji stayed in the game 
going for Takakesho's mawashi. He's he, relentless. He got slapped in the face. He got bonked in the head. He got shifted and pushed around. Eventually, they separated, I think, just so Midori Fuji could, like, get his head together for mm-hmm. a moment, catch a breath, before he went back in for the belt. And that's when Takakesho grabbed Midori Fuji's arm and threw a kotanage, which, first of all, I'm surprised that he threw a kotanage. I'm, I'm always surprised when he does a throw. Yeah, or he's on the belt or something. You're yeah. like, what? He has those tricks. He has those tricks. He, he almost never uses them. I mean, no. his arms are so little that, that, you know, he usually doesn't need to use them. Well, right. But, but this is a very small man up against a small man who's yeah. twice his size. So he would have to re-aim his... Right. He would yeah. have to aim his thrusts completely different from how he normally is fighting people upwards because they're taller than him. So to me, I was like, good on Takakesho (laughs) for shifting and being like, this guy, my leverage won't work with him as well. Yeah, not at all. I got to get creative. Oh, And he did with a Kotanage. Yeah, sometimes there are these rare instances where you see, you really see the raw power in a throw. And this was one of those moments. Midori Fuji's entire body flew out of the ring like a rag doll, just completely ass over tits. I know I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. And honestly, Midori Fuji needed a moment to pull himself together after that. And I was just, I was so impressed by both of them. I mean, what a great job, Takakesho, just for, for that throw, first of all. But, man, Midori Fuji gave Takakesho such a run for his money. So I was impressed by both power and uh, that stick-to-itiveness. Anyway, so at the end of that day, Takakesho was definitely looking dominant. Hoshoryu looking more patient and capable than ever. And those pushers and thrusters were definitely on point. Aoyama, Daesho, Onosho, all of them looking super strong at the end of day seven. Mm-hmm. Well, day eight, we got to see uh, Jirio 2, Hokuseho, who is... Yeah, for the very first time. Yeah, he, he had a little date with Mitoryu up in Makauchi. And so it was nice to see Hakaho's kid do well. And he won. Not so- literal child. No, not real child. Enormous, like six foot. I don't know. This guy's eight feet tall. I don't know how tall he is. He's, he's 12 just, feet tall. He's 12 feet tall. He's Hakaho's men- mentee? Mentor? Men- mentee? He's the mentor, so he's a mentee. Yeah. He, well, he's one of his big kids. Yeah. Yeah, from his new stable. So we like that this, ca- this kid did well. So yeah, that's exciting. Uh, surprisingly, for NHK, they had a highlight match. And guess who was in this highlight match? Azamaru. <laughs> and I wrote... That's crazy. A highlight match with Azamaru <laughs> up against Aoyama. But Azamaru is having a great tournament. Aoyama gets slapped down and immediately. And like he would he Aoyama sat up and was like, What what happened? I hit and he hit the dirt hard and it was a total belly flop. And I was just like, Am I watching? Azamaru? Anyway, so Azamaru won. And he has a six and two record over Aoyama. Yeah. Getting closer to that Kachikoshi. God bless him. Come on, you Come just on, need Grandpa. Two more. Just need Come two on, Grandpa more. Azamaru. Um Hirado Umi versus Tsurugisho. Hirado Umi wins by moving the big man back and up. He stays there for a while, just wiggling, keeping Tsurugisho off kilter. Hiradumi has a strong left inside, I think a, a strong left side grip, and he just manhandles the larger man back and out. 
This match wasn't all that interesting other than we almost saw Tsurugisho's junk. And that was the thing I was like, uh-oh, we got another malfunction. Well, it was, it was also exciting because, I mean, that's a lot of man to move. Well, yeah, the smaller man moved the much larger man. Yeah, and we've seen here here that Umi shows his speed an awful lot, but I feel like this was one of the few times where he got to see his power, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. Meisei versus Daesho. This was a lunge and jump to the side and repeat approach for both men multiple times. They just kept lunging, jumping to the side, repeat, lunge, jump to the side. It was a big thrusting battle, but Daesho missed his target a few times. And I think that's either because Meisei was just jumping out of the way. Meisei seized on that last missed thrust, grabbed his arm, flung him around with a rear-facing push out. So uh, Meisei finished him off well. A kuridashi win for Meisei. Win by wiffle? Wiffle. Win by whiff? Wiffle and butt push out. Yep. Tobizaru versus Kotonowaka. This was a minor inner leg sweep, which I was like a kakeishi. No, kakeishi. Sorry. Kakei. Just never mind. It was a minor inner leg sweep. Yeah. But anyway, after two close calls for both men and recoveries for both, they lock up and it's this quick shift leg kick that gets Kotonowaka in hot water and he hits the dirt face first. I could not believe how much faster Toby Zaru appeared in this match. Yeah. Kotonowaka just seemed like a lumbering, like, uh, he just couldn't track yeah. him. Yeah. Agreed. Such a speed difference. Exactly. Wakamoto Hari versus Shodai. I only mention this because this was the match that he needed to win so that yeah. he, if he wanted to return to Ozeki, he needed to get 10 wins. And if he lost this day, there's no chance of that. Yep. And Shodai, of course, lost this one. But <laughs> of course. what was tough about it is like, actually, afterwards, you could see in his face, it looked like he was about to cry. He looked disappointed. Yeah. And But I, then I was like... Maybe that told me more about him is that he really thought he had a shot to win like all 10 matches that were left after losing five already. He did. He had every opportunity. He did. But like it was like that nail in the coffin. But like me, I would have been like, oh, nail in the coffin after like day three or whatever. But he really thought he had a chance to still do it and that's the thing that crushed me is how crushed he was with that last bit of hope that was that just vanished that's why i think there's something physical happening i mean i have absolutely no proof for this but it's i feel like there is something physical that has changed for him that he can't work his way through that he needs some help with yeah yeah i hope he gets some love, uh, sports. Go get some blood work done, Therapist, dude. yeah. Go get some blood work. Some, something. Like you're something missing off. a critical vitamin or something. Something. <laughs> Could be like vitamin K. Who yeah. knows? Could be, yeah. Maybe you just need more natto. That's right. Well, Hoshoryu did a huge hit and shift on Sadanaumi. Sadanaumi goes flying into the crowd. Sadanaumi knew it was crappy, and he doesn't like it. Hoshoryu gets an easy but not honorable win. Legal, but the crowd doesn't like it. Like I said, lots of hankas. Lots of hankas. All right, last match of the day, Nishiki Fuji versus Takakesho. Now this was just another bloody day at work because Nishiki Fuji battled this out with honor. Huge blast, 
blast from Takakesho as usual. Nishikifuji somehow withstands it and comes back for more each time. Huge swats from both men. It was a brawl, a huge battering. Nishikifuji misses a huge swat as Takakesho managed to kind of swat Nishikifuji's shoulder, and that made him miss that last thrust right before Takakesho swatted him down to the ground with a Hitaki Komi slap down. So, um, honorable effort by Nishikifuji. Feel like he's got a lot of forward momentum. Um, he's it's just not quite hitting yet with the big dogs. You know, it was so different fighting. Like once you hit those mid ranks and you get above them, like there is such a talent difference. Yeah. up there. But and I it feel takes like a while it takes to a learn. While. Like yeah. Kutanawaka has learned that himself. He's like, this isn't easy up here. But yeah. he's getting these guys are better stronger, and better, bigger, better. Yeah, they'll get there. That's all I got for. Day nine, no, eight. What day? Eight. Day nine, Azumario report. He loses again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just, oh, come on, you're still too away from that Kachikoshi. But not quite there yet. But I am still very much on cheer squad. Hiradoumi versus Kota Shoho was super fun. Mm, and I mentioned this match because he was tied for the lead with Takakesho going into day nine. So mm-hmm. I was watching him more closely because I was kind of surprised to see him at the top of the pack. Uh, but the way this worked out, Kota Shoho started really great. He was lower. He worked here at the Umi to the edge. And he used this underarm. I mean, he was really on the offense. He, I really thought he was going to take here to do Umi out. Uh, but here the Umi just shifted and twisted right at the edge and took Kota Shoho down first. Proving that Hirode Umi is still as amazing as I think he is. He knocked Kota Shoho off that leaderboard. Yes. Super fun match. Nishiki Fuji versus Ura. Oh, it was this was fun. Fast. It was okay. Honestly, okay. The match itself was super fun. Both of these guys are speedy, and you never really know what's going to come out of them. So yes, the sumo in and of itself was fun. But the very, the very best part of it was this sort of Monty Python esque slip and trip. Nishiki Fuji lost his footing and fell forward in this very Monty Python-esque fall where right. he took four or five steps across the doyo before he went down, all while Ura was giving this little wavy motion in the air like he was doing Ura magic, like magic. to take him down. Right. <laughs> I could just like hear him making wind noises. <sighs> Go down. And it worked. Well, he's my favorite pre well besides hokta fuji but his pre-bout ritual is the smelling the notes of the wine it's something with about his wind finger. he's yes. got wind energy he's throwing around all the time yes. it's a swirl a tornado of energy of so pink energy it, yeah yeah so i felt like that was kind of in the same vein yes. but hilarious that he thought waving his hands to the ground was gonna work on a man and it who did. well yeah and it did either that or just gravity <laughs> and the stumbling was pulling the other guy to the dirt but if Uda believes it, then I'm on board. It must be true. You know the other pre-match ritual that I have been r- really noticing and appreciating this time is Sadano Umi's imaginary tie pull. Oh, I haven't seen that. He goes up for the tachi and while he's squatting, he reaches up with one hand and he, yeah, he feels an imaginary tie. Maybe he's centering himself to his he belly button. He must be. Like, there must be a very spiritual energy. reason for it. I know there must be. We need to do an episode on pre-bout rituals. Yes. Because, and it obviously would end in Takamisakari because nobody beat, oh, did you hear our cat? Oh, that was our cat. Our cat. 
Okay. Midori Fuji versus Abi. This was a first time meeting for these two in the higher division. Uh, and it ended with Abi's fourth loss in a row after starting with five wins. Uh, this is the Hanka, right? What I loved about this match, yeah, this was a Hanka, but this Abi is so tall. Yeah. And Midori Fuji is so small that it really looked as if Abi was searching for someone truly half his size. And he just <laughs> couldn't find them. It was like one jump out, done. It was fast. And I just, I got to love it when somebody gives Abi back his own game. Yeah. Strong use of Hankas this tournament. Um, all right. The other ones I really enjoyed, I like. I liked Wakataka Kage getting his game back against yeah. Ryuden. It was straightforward. He showed really great balance here in that same old stick to that I love from Wakataka Kage, where he just refuses to go out. Yeah. And he won against Ryuden. Wakamoto Haru versus Hoshoryu was probably my favorite bout of the day. It was very energetic. They each tried to raise each other higher to push the other one out. Hoshoryu turned, tried to throw an arm lock throw, but as he threw Wakamoto Haru, Wakamoto Haru's arm slipped out and it ended up that Hoshoryu kind of threw like the effort from the, you know, trying, trying to throw Wakamoto Haru and it not working, the effort threw himself out into the ground first. Mm -hmm. And at first I was just like, oh my God, yay, that's so happy. Until Hoshoryu took a long time to stand up. It yeah. was very clear that he had somehow sprained or hurt his ankle. And I I never liked that. I, I don't either. Bleh. So Hoshoryu lost. Wakamoto Haru won. Conflicted feelings about that one. But we'll, we'll move on. The last match of the day, Takakesha won by Blast Cannon against Sada Naomi. Looking like a looking like a boss. Also, yeah. Shodai beat Kiribayama, which was a big surprise. He can do difficult things and Kiribayama yeah. was stunned actually. <laughs> he was stunned. Well, at how how badly he was beaten. It happened quick, fast, and Shodai <sighs> I have not lost the faith in Shodai. Shodai has mad skills. He really does. He does. But it was a, it was nice to see him take yeah. that win. I want that for him all the time. Yeah. When he stays in with his opponents and he really, really can be an amazingly slippery guy. He's great. So at the end, so this is about when I start to really watch the numbers, day nine. And the way it's settling out on day nine, Takakesho is the only guy in the lead. Just as it's where he should be, honestly. Right. Well, and he right. is looking like the dominant person in this field of sumo wrestlers with a record of eight and one. Yeah. Followed by Onosho and Kocha Shoho, which are those are newer names I never thought I would see in this in this Yusho run for second place. Mm -hmm. But it's really nice to see them there. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of fellows in third place. Day ten. Guess who got a win? And he's getting closer to that. Kachikoshi. Azumariu. Azumariu versus Dayamami. I mean, Dayamami was visiting from Jurio, but hey, get that man his Kachikoshi. He needs it. He, he looked exhausted, though, afterward, didn't he? Everybody looks exhausted, though. Day 10. Yeah. Everybody looks exhausted. Yeah. A uh, really fun match was Kocha Shoho versus Ura. Um, this is one of these matches where we got a rematch. Kocha Shoho with Ura both times, was shy with the Tachiai. He knows to stay watchful of Ura because 
Ura is a tricky, tricky foe. It was a beautiful throw at the edge, which actually led both men simultaneously hitting the dirt. It was just, I don't even know who threw who, who, threw who but it was just beautiful. That was the first time through. The second time through, I think, was Kota Shoho. Um, it was a thrusting battle. Um, Ura all the while went for this Ashitori leg pick. And somehow, this is the second time through, like I said, Kota Shoho shook it off. And he sort of did the middle splits to kind of stop Ura from attempting this leg pick. And then after that, Ura kind of sloppily falls back on himself. I don't want to I don't want to say it was actually Kotoshohu who really leaned back on him. I think it was just gravity did Ura in at that moment. Um, Kotoshohu showed great balance here. He did. And he normally doesn't have that kind of balance. No. He's I, I don't know momentum. if it was a fluke. Like it was an accident. Yeah. It was just in the right place at the right time. I don't, I don't want to say that about him. I know. Because I know he is getting better. He's right. getting better with right. every tournament. Right. It's nice to see him here. It's the first time I've ever seen Ura not get an Ashitori. Right. Right. And I'll maybe it was those that. middle splits. I don't know. Or maybe he has sweaty luck. knees. Who knows? I bet that's what it was. Sweaty Kota Shoho has sweaty, sweaty knees. knees. That he must be He won by sweaty knees. Sweaty knees. <laughs> okay. Another one that was interesting was just for this forearm blast from Wakamoto Haru versus Tobizaru. It was just a major, major forearm blast from the Tachiai that basically just did in Tobizaru. And the follow-through from Wakamoto Haru was fast and beautiful. Just noting, though, that, you know, Wakamoto Haru, he's sitting now at 6'4". He's a komasubi. That's a meat grinder position. He's doing pretty dang dang good. I'd be fine with a 6'4". You know, at this point, most of the time, Komasubis are sitting there at like three wins, 10 losses. So I think he's doing pretty good. And that was pretty sumo. Here's my notes from that fight. His arms are sexy and his traps. I thought the same thing. I thought his body is looking very good. He is a whatever he's developing into, which is the same sort of hot bod that Wakataka Kage has. Yeah. I am 100% signed up for that calendar. Sumo body calendar. Sometimes just the fact that I'm a woman comes through. And I'm yeah. like, the sumo, the sumo really is fantastic. Yeah. But those arms. Yeah. And buns. Wow. I mean, the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole package. He's yep. handsome. Yep. Anyway, Mitakiyumi versus Kota Nawaka. Kota Nawaka actually got denied any lateral movement from Mitakiyumi and when he was pushed to the edge. So Mitakiyumi is clearly injured, but he's still he's still not fighting fully, but he still has managed to get the job done here by pushing a very large Kota Nawaka back into the edge and keeping him from going any direction other than back and out. So good on Mitakiyumi. We've got a Fusen from Hoshoryu, but he'll be back on day 11 because he's got a sprained uh, ankle. And so Kiribayama gets the win. And you just get one day for a sprained ankle. What? Yeah, right. Open heart surgery, two weeks. Sprained ankle, just shake it off in just a day. Just sh- shake it off. You'll be fine. That's right. Sada Naomi has never won up against Wakataka Kage until this day. <laughs> he finally beat Wakataka Kage. He's never beat him before, but he got in fast at the Tachiite, like really fast. Gets the belt. And, you know, Wakataka Kage is a fast, wiggling guy. Sadanomi just got right inside and left hand outside very quickly. He progresses from there to a deep belt grab. And then that spells the end for Wakataka Kage and our little cat who has a little, uh, thing to say about that with our little shaking um no he ended up uh progressing from that uh 
slight grab inside outside to a double inside deep belt grab. And that's what spelled the ending out for Wakataka Kage. Good on Naumi. And then this is the match that, well, two things. The last bout of the day, I'll just say that Takakesho again wins by Kotenage. Yeah, what? I, I mean, it's just unexpected, but he gets the right arm and forces a throw at the edge. It's just brilliant. I love to see Takakesho throw some someone. Yeah. But the real match of the day was Shodai versus Midori Fuji. Yep. It was brilliant. Somehow, Shodai, of course, allows Midori Fuji to get in. And he goes, okay. I'm up high, but I can clamp down like a vice grip. And then Murray described it really well. What happened was Shodai kind of got pushed back. Midori Fuji's deep inside. Uh, Shodai pushes his butt out, reverses the momentum a little bit, and then shifts that grip, that kimidashi grip from the from the upper arms, around the shoulders and the upper arms, to around the forearms of Midori Fuji. And then... I've never seen anything like it. Just walked him out Squeezes and completely down. paralyzed Midori Fuji. Squeezed down like a nutcracker, like it, a pecan cracker. And he drove Midori Fuji out. <laughs> well, Midori, well, Fuji, Midori Fuji left backwards like, oh, ouch. Ouch. it looked like it hurt so much. Yeah, but it was fascinating to see. I've never seen anything kind of like that. Smart adjusting of how can I do a kimidashi even worse than the normal painful kimidashi on somebody else. Yeah. And it worked and it was beautiful. And I was like, there you go, Shodai. Maybe that's how you do a kimidashi on a shorter opponent. Maybe. And we right? just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. You know, that, different size and shape. I just don't know how Midori Fuji fell into that trap. And then once he was in, it was like a bear trap. There was no going anywhere. All I know is... Ouch. Being on the receiving end of the kimidashi, wherever it's done, just looks like it hurts. Yeah. I don't think I'd survive with arms intact. Yeah. I mean, it goes from being aggressive to suddenly wanting to pull out of that grip as fast as you can. Yeah. Just like it's second nature. Well, like and Shodai's face. Like, you could see that energy and that strength just clamp down and his face got all red. I'm like, I see Shodai use some force and effort, but never like that. He turned well, into the Incredible Hulk in that moment. Yeah. And then just like backed him out. And I was like, that's, who is that? I like that guy. Yeah. Bring him back well, for day 11. you were 11. just saying such, uh, you were just saying that he had lost his spirit, that he had lost his, uh, uh, no. that was Okinoumi, but for no. all of the negative things that you've said I about love Shodai. Shodai. Don't he is say that. I love of Shodai. Stuff of like course that. he is. Of course he is. That's I've always been team Shodai. It's just he hasn't been able to find that every time and I want it so badly for him because I know how good he is. He got to be an Ozeki because he's incredible. And once he got up there, the pressure like it would for me was crushing, I'm sure. So you just no matter where he is, you just want him to fight his absolute best. That's why I love him, and that's why I want to see him do this more often. He's great. So do you want to break down of what our leaderboard is at the end of Well, I know Takakesho's at the top. Yeah, all by himself, followed by Kota Shoho and Ono Sho. And then there's four guys who are in third place right now. Tamawashi, Nishikifuji, no, Nishikigi, not Nishikifuji, Nishikigi. Hira Umi, and get this, Azumario. I know. I love it. 
Strange things happen in sumo. Yes. Yes. I cannot wait to see how this all turns out at the end of a few more days. We'll be watching. We'll be waiting for your bingos. So y'all send them in as soon as you get one. That's right. Until next week, we bring you day 11 through 14 and a bingo highlight. What from about our... day 15? Oh, yeah, 15. No, we're just not going to talk about it. <laughs> we're just not going to talk about it. Uh, we'll have our winners, our bingo winners, all of our highlights. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week with our drawings as well. Yeah, see y'all later. Bye. Mm-hmm.